0: Hey, welcome back to Bridge to OK. I'm Bridget McHugh, and this is a mental health podcast where I talk about my own opinions and experiences surrounding mental health and how I try to cope with things like depression and anxiety. So this time, I want to talk about some of my spiritual practices, specifically those that align with things that are scientifically proven, like meditation and mindfulness. So, as election results continue to pour in, as COVID-19 continues to be a source of anxiety, rightfully so, as the holidays come up, as seasonal depression hits, as we deal with our mental health in general, we want to deal with it mindfully. So, what does it mean to be mindful? For me, the first thing I think of is meditation without closing your eyes it's like meditation without taking a pause so it's like slowing down your response so i often find a lot of the benefits of mindfulness to be after practicing it day in day out just as a a daily thing like whenever you think to just be mindful it really helps when it pops up when you need it during these stressful moments For example, I think I've already talked about this before, but if I haven't, this will relate. I was late to work on my first day of the job. And because of that, my boss was like, I'm not sure if this is going to be a good fit because I need people who are going to be on time, understandably. And that's the kind of thing that in the past would have made me spiral, made me start crying, self-hating and giving up and i was able to look at that text look at the time see how late i was see how i was being told i might not have this job anymore and i took a deep breath i paused and then i thought to myself maybe this is a course correction maybe there's another job out there for me i'm not sure how to explain how important that is to me the fact that i could Look at something negative that happened and pause and think maybe there could be a neutral or positive side to this, or maybe this isn't the end of the world. Like, let's be curious about what could happen and not assume that I know what's going to happen. And because of that, I was able to calmly respond and say, I'm here now. I'm very sorry for being late. I understand why you need someone who's on time, and I will not make a pattern of this and hope you give me a second chance and because I was able to calm down and be there because I knew that may- maybe she would let me come in and start my shift um, I knew I had to calm down, I knew I had to be centered and accept that there could be a positive on this positive could be that I do end up keeping this job positive could be that there's another job waiting for me and that idea of oh, I can be okay no matter what is really important to me. And I think that really ties into mindfulness. So another thing I think about when talking about mindfulness, other than taking a pause and breathing and doing a positive reframe, is grounding. And I think that's a really important aspect of it because it's not about necessarily the positive spin. It's more about the neutral and... Curious spin. It's about instead of judging something, instead of saying this is bad and I'm bad or this is good and I'm good, instead of doing that, this is. This exists. Oh, I noticed that feeling. And grounding can really bring you into your body and into the now and here. And here and now, it's very likely that you're okay. Maybe you're scared, maybe you could even be in danger, but right now you are okay. So you're able to focus on, okay, I'm fine now, that means I can be calm and rationally choose my next choice and figure out how to stay in this safe feeling that I have. So that's something I've really discovered. And a way to find that grounding is one exercise you can use is the... Um, one through five senses. So you can say five things that you see. I like to focus on colors and shapes when I do that. I've already talked about this in other episodes, but I want to go into it again. So four things that you hear or feel. It's up to you whether or not you want to do feel or hear first. Usually I have more things that I can feel. So I go there and then I do three things that I can hear Sometimes the things I can hear is music. Sometimes it's um my own movement. And then it goes to smell and taste. And by the time I get to taste, usually I don't taste anything. But I'm grounded. I'm thinking about where I am, where my body is. And I'm not thinking about whatever the thing is giving me anxiety. I'm not dwelling on feelings of dread. Instead, I'm just looking at what is in a very neutral way and that's the difference between and that can get you towards the difference between judgment versus discernment so judgment is saying is labeling something as good or bad in order to help you categorize it and help you navigate around it and that totally makes sense it's a very human thing and it's always not it's not always helpful so Something that I do is, or that's something that I'm working on, is discernment. And when I notice I have discernment, it's a very calm feeling. It's not, oh no, if only I, I have to choose this choice. Oh no, it's, an, it's not a rushed, urgent response in that way. Instead, it's a consistent feeling of, I think this is how I feel. This is how I would describe that. And it's okay to label something in order for you to better understand it. And it makes sense to put things in boxes to place them, but recognize that it's more fluid than you think and recognize that you're writing narratives for yourself. So consider why are you writing a narrative that's hurting you? And this is a this is a self-read. Why are you choosing a narrative that puts you in the bad place. <laughs> Why are you saying that your life is bad and that you are bad. When you could just step back and say you're struggling. When you could just step back and say things are hard. For me saying things are difficult that I'm struggling is so much better than things are horrible. Things are the worst. Because that creates dread for me but saying that i'm struggling that i'm hurting feels validating and gives space for okay what do we do about that because i know what to do if i'm hurt i i heal i know what to do if i'm struggling i ask for help but if something's just horrible or bad it my brain just says "Ooh, i don't know what to do with that <laughs> my brain just says bad is bad and, and now i'm bad for thinking about it and just it, it spirals downward from there so that discernment can be very similar to judgment so it's a very fine line and you want to find out where it works for you and when you're doing mindfulness it's about that neutrality it's about looking at here and now as not a judgment on yourself it's not a character flaw it's just what is another way to practice mindfulness and get into your body is to do a body scan And you can focus on your chakras, if that's something that interests you. You can focus on pressure points or just go from head to toe. It's really up to you. But just take the moments that you need to check in with how your body is feeling. Your bodily sensations that relate to your emotions, that relate to your physicality. Did you eat? Are you hurting? Are you sore? Did you just dance? Do you feel loose or tight? Do your muscles feel sore from exercising, or are they itching to move? Like, f- figure out how your body is feeling and what it's telling you. Because there's this um phrase. I'm not sure who says it. I'm not sure who quote the quote is from, but it's listen to your body when it whispers at you, so that you don't have to. React to when it's yelling at you, something like that. So it's like your body and your mind, like yourself tells you when you need some extra love and ex- some extra care. And if you're not listening when it's telling you in a calm, easy way, it's going to start sounding the alarms. And you want to start helping yourself in a preventative way so that you don't get to that point because then it can spiral really easily and you can get used to this feeling of dread and you can get used to this struggling as if it's just the way life is when struggle is normal but suffering daily doesn't need to happen there's ways to live without that and if you're in a really hard place maybe that's hard to think about and that's where the neutrality comes in if that seems too positive to you, then just remember acceptance. Radical acceptance of what is. Because if you can't change it, then worrying about it is not going to change it either. Right? Mindfulness is an evidence-based method that has a lot of research behind it. Often they research it in tandem with talk therapy and medication and all these things together can help you battle depression, anxiety, and other ailments, and it can help with the general population as well and Meditation is something that was popularized and spread around because of Buddhism and because of a lot of um, religious monks and I think that's where a lot of the studies originally came from is that they studied these monks who would meditate hours on end and they dedicate their life to this and they made it so they could actually have some control over their brain waves they could decide how their brain was going to react in a way that someone who doesn't meditate might not be able to access so easily i believe that's what they found there's more there's a more direct relationship between how they want their brain to behave and how it was behaving, which I think is very cool. And there's even evidence that shows DNA change because of this, which is super interesting, and I want to look more into that. So I'll try to, on the next episode or later on in this episode, I'll try to get some sources on that, because in the past I researched this and found it very interesting. So meditation takes it a step further. For mindfulness, that's something you can be doing All day, every day. And you can argue meditation is something you could be doing all the time as well. But often we refer refer to meditation as when you are sitting still or lying down. And you're closing your eyes and just focusing on the breath. Or visualization. Or escaping the idea that you have to always follow your thoughts without separating yourself from them so that's a really big part of it is that you are not your thoughts you are the awareness behind them I'm not sure if you can hear the dog barking um ignore that (laughs) he needs to meditate but I'm going to say that again you are not your thoughts you are the awareness that notices them when you have a thought even especially especially when it's a, a thought that hurts you that scares you that feels scary and dangerous like I want to hurt myself or I deserve to die you are not that thought you were having that thought and you were struggling with it and it's a thought that you had but you did not decide to think that you did not decide to feel that and you did not directly choose that There are indirect choices we make and that you can work on But when you separate yourself from what you're thinking and feeling and say, this is something I'm experiencing, you can say, oh, well, that means this isn't forever. This isn't me. This isn't something that's always going to be me. And I can survive past this. This dog won't start barking. When I first started trying to meditate... I got discouraged because I couldn't make my mind go blank. I kept having so many thoughts. And as many people find, they realize, as I realized, it's okay to have thoughts. That's all right. You can still meditate even if you have thoughts. The difference is you have that thought, you notice it, and you just let it go. Or you investigate it. You're curious about it. You follow it a little bit. And then you let it go. But you don't hold on to it longer than you need to. You don't dwell on it. You don't identify with it. You don't label it as good or bad. You simply notice it. And that is a practice. That's why it's called the practice of meditation and mindfulness. It's something that you work on. It's not something you're suddenly great at. And that can be a fun experience when you're working on it, and it also can be a very troubling experience when you're hoping that this meditation is going to help you and all you can think about is intrusive thoughts, for example. That can be very disheartening. But that's one of the great examples is those intrusive thoughts. The reason you don't like that thought, that's why you're having it. Your brain knows what you don't like for another way of looking at it is nightmares you know your biggest fears your brain knows how to scare you so that's why it chose those things in a way it's preparing you This all these male adaptive responses are simply misplaced adaptive responses there was a time where evolutionarily that made so much sense to worry about your decision making to think about the worst case scenario and what you would do to consider if a lion appears what are you going to do where are you going to get your food all these things now that we live in a different society the anxiety is a little bit more misplaced not to mention all these other factors that lead to it so I'm going to start talking about the uh, meditation techniques and visualizations that I do because for me it's really helpful to have something to focus on so that when I do have these thoughts, I can be like, oh, back to breathing or back to my visualization. My happy place when I'm meditating, one of the places I go is this forest. There's a little green pasture in the forest. So you go through these trees. There's trees all around, but in this little area, there's a lake or a stream, some some running water. I imagine it's a place where unicorns would go to visit where dragons and pegasi would go is pegasi the plural for pegasus i'm assuming so so that's one place i imagine i lay down in the grass i hear the water i smell the trees it's peaceful another place is the beach i sink my toes into the sand and i watch the clouds roll by and this is where the thought visualization comes in so let's say i'm on the beach my visualization in my happy place and a thought comes up well that thought is a cloud and maybe it's a really heavy thought so it's a heavy cloud it's it's gray and it's rainy so the thought is i'm a failure or the thought is i'm not good enough thought is whatever you're ugly or stupid whatever the thought is I'm I'm focused on negative thoughts right now because that's the ones that are really hard to deal with, that are hard to let go of for me at least. <sighs> Maybe you can relate. Um, so you have that thought and it's really heavy, and you just notice it. I'm thinking this thought. A thought popped into my head that is saying I'm unworthy. You just look at it. For me, as soon as I do that, it just it starts getting lighter the cloud dissipates a little bit more and more and I just watch it roll past and it just keeps rolling and gets faded and more faded and suddenly it just mixes in with the air and I notice the next the next cloud maybe it's a little lesser lesser of a less of a struggle thought more of a something to think about like oh I like this tv show okay I like this tv show it's a just a cloud just rolls by that tv show is cool another thought comes by work work has so many things you can think about money bills career what you want to do with your life what happened that day what's going to happen tomorrow those are thoughts they happen it's okay to think them let them roll by these are not you they're thoughts that you're thinking eventually I get to a point where I've kind of I've kind of gone through a lot of thoughts and I don't know I'm not, it's not head empty but I'm at peace. I don't have much else to... I don't need to... There's not as many clouds going by. I can kind of just look at the clear blue sky and breathe, focus on that. And then maybe another cloud thought will come by and I'll deal with that. But I think that's what people are referring to when when they think about a meditative state of not thinking. For me, I get to that place by thinking. I let myself have these thoughts to the point where I'm like, okay, I've kind of of thought all I need to think. I can kind of just be now. And that, for me, is a really beautiful meditative state. Another visualization you can do with this is imagining your thoughts are logs in a river. You can think of them as leaves in the wind. You can think of them as bubbles, whatever you want. I like to think of things that can dissipate, and that roll by. I, you can also think of them as even items on a conveyor belt. Sometimes that can help me when I'm not feeling all that spiritually inclined, where I just want to have a visualization that rings true to how I feel. So if all my thoughts are very centered on day to day things, that's a interesting way of looking at it. So they're just going by the conveyor belt, bing, bing, just check them off. Oh, yeah, that's a thought I had. That's a thought I had. That can help for um, a quick meditative session. So, um, I also want to talk about another vi- visualization that you can work on in meditation, which is either looking at a real candle or imagining one in your mind's eye, or imagining a lotus flower and watching it unfold and bloom, open. Close at night. Maybe watch it on a lily pad, swaying back and forth. Maybe it's still, and you're just looking at the colors, the shadows, as the light changes. Looking at the mud, it's growing out of. Look at the the sun that's growing it, and visualize it enough that you really see it clearly. And give yourself into this feeling and all the colors that you're thinking about. And I find that can be a really great place to start. That way you have a place to go back to. A place of, oh, I'm getting, I'm lost in my tra- trail of thoughts, my train of thoughts. Bring it back to this flower, bring it back to this candle. And then when you get more used to that meditative practice, what you bring it back to is your breath. And a really great practice is not to control your breath, not, okay, I'm gonna breathe in five seconds or I'm breathing three, whatever it is. Notice your breath. How are you breathing right now? As soon as you start noticing it, you might change it, and that's normal and understandable, but see if you can just notice it. When you're having a panic attack or you're very stressed, you might feel like you're breathing deep but when you notice it, you're actually just breathing fast. You're actually breathing very shallowly and staying in your chest. What you wanna do, which is very helpful, is to breathe with your stomach, have your tummy expand as you're breathing. So if you do wanna alter your breath, that's a really good way of moving towards it. And often, even just by noticing your breath, we can move towards that. So having a deep belly breaths with a very long exhale can bring you back to your body and ignite your um, parasympathetic system. So that counteracts your sympathetic system, which goes into play when you're stressed. So it releases cortisol, stress hormone, and tries to protect yourself. So by breathing, you're telling your body, you're okay you can take a break there's no danger right now so you have time to breathe which means you're safe which means you can calm down you don't have to be on high alert right now you're fine so knowing all of this i'm gonna go to commercial break and then when we come back i'm going to do a guided meditation and remember not to listen to this while you are driving you find yourself in a quiet place with not too much noise. I myself hear a bird and some cars going by but for me that's about as minimal noise as I can get. hope you're not operating a vehicle you can sit down or lay down. You can leave your eyes open but I might recommend to close them for better visualization. Just put your hand on your belly, your lower abdomen. Breathe in. Feel it expand. Hold it and breathe out. When you breathe in, think about positive energy around you coming in. When you hold it, consider the quietness of that moment. And when you breathe out, sigh as if you're fogging up a mirror and think about how your body is transforming what's around you in order to best use it. You can breathe in as if you're sucking through a straw The coolness of that. And when you breathe out, notice that you don't have to push the air. You can let it come out. And as you exhale slowly, your body starts to relax. And you notice your breathing is slow and deep. It's coming from your belly not your chest. And it's okay to move around and itch and open your eyes and close your eyes. It's okay to have thoughts, notice them how are you feeling right now in your body? Scan your body from toe to head. How do your feet feel? Are they sore from the day? Are they itching to get up and move? Your calves and knees, thighs, your glutes and your back, your abs and your chest, your arms and your hands and your fingertips, your face, and the top of your head, it all slowly starts to sink into relaxation. And with, with each breath, you get deeper and deeper into relaxation. Your body is heavy and warm. You're enveloped by a warm, glowing light radiating from within yourself and pouring down from external forces as well, surrounding you completely with a very warm, heavy light. You're sinking down further into relaxation, into your seat into your bed into the grass imagine yourself laying in grass the most comfortable patch of dark green grass changes to light green grass as the clouds fade and push to the side and the radiant sun beams down there's still water near you that moves slightly when birds and fish jump in and out of it. As the clouds move, it changes from dark blue to light blue on the water and dark green to light green on the grass you're so deep into the woods that there's only a light breeze on your face. The sky is clear blue when the clouds fade away. When they're there they're just as bright white. And sometimes they gray and sometimes they get heavy, but they always fade and move on like your thoughts. When you're having a thought, it's okay. You can follow it like a cloud in the sky. You can watch it go. You can notice it. The clouds can slowly go past or they can go past quickly, but they always keep moving eventually. Enjoy laying down. Enjoy the relaxation, the breathing the warmth, the allowance to release, to let go, the allowance to notice thoughts and feelings and sensations. How human of you to notice these things. The allowance to be in your happy place, to be where you feel calm, Remember, you can come back to this happy place. Visualization and breathing can all bring you back to this place. I like to think of the color yellow and put my fingers together as a reminder of what this feeling is. So next time that you remember the happiness and peace of breathing and laying down in warmth and peace peace in your mind and your body and your surroundings you can think of a color and a hand gesture to sip to you and that can bring you this joy and this serenity So whenever you want, you can open your eyes, you can roll around and get up and enjoy the rest of your day.